नमस्ते सो हम लोग फॉर्म फॉर्मलेस इन्फिनिट फाइनाइट और नॉलेज इग्नोरेंस ये कई टर्म्स हैं जो दे दिस टर्म्स इवोक अ डिफरेंट मीनिंग इन अवर हेड्स दिस वन ऑफ द प्रॉब्लम्स विद स्पिरिचुअल टीचिंग इट टेक्स टाइम टू अंडरस्टैंड ऑल अवर नॉलेज इज येट एन इग्नोरेंस बिकॉज नॉलेज इन द ट्रू सेंस विद्या इज दैट विच टेक्स इन टू अकाउंट द वननेस ऑफ थिंग्स इज अवेयर ऑफ द वननेस एंड अविद्या इज दैट विच deals with things as if they existed separately in their own right prathakatva ekatva or prathakatva so we can take uh, another example these are all examples but they help us to illustrate just now i was watching there is a problem with the mic so it went to the next level what is that that is the uh, amplifier of now what is the common element between this and that this is electricity which is coming through right now this is the way we would understand now where all is electricity uh, there so we'll see that uh, it is there in the clouds that's how it was discovered the two clouds they came together there was electricity and i forget the name of the scientist ah oh, there is electricity but did the electricity uh, manifest it manifested through the clouds but it existed as a, as a principle that is what some physicist understood that it is not just about clouds it exists as a principle where all it exists it exists in matter it exists in atoms where all does electricity exist it exists in the brain now you see the connection now electricity exists as a principle in matter the same electricity it climbs in the brain and gives us an insight that this electricity in matter can be tapped and then a whole we have devices which are like forms which can tap the electricity and then devices which can further amplify that electricity devices that can use this electricity to uh, charge our mics our batteries and everything so electricity now how did indian science see this now our modern science is going in that direction but it has to take one big leap it has not yet taken they went back to the original principle where is the electricity in its principle existing so they went on to see this is also electricity that is also electricity it's basically electricity it takes different forms so formless and form so the principle of electricity where is that principle of electricity so they talk about the fire as an element agni tattva it contains that as particles and then they spoke about agni not just as physical fire obviously not but as a principle that exists within creation within nature so within nature it exists as a possibility therefore it manifests in matter as well as it can manifest in the brain it can manifest in the skies it can manifest in many ways different ways even human beings by the way they radiate electricity that's how we can map the eeg we can do the ecg because there are electrical currents all the time generating it's a whole science so where did these electrical charges enter into time and space so sankhya speaks about prakriti means they talked about pradhan the primal 
अल्टीमेट सब्सटेंस प्रधान फ्रॉम विच लाइक लिटिल जेट्स दीज चार्जेस एंटर इन टू क्रिएशन इट्स अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग साइंस वेर डज दिस कम्स फ्रॉम दिस कम्स दे गो बैक टू दी दैट अल्टीमेटली द डिवाइन बींग द पुरुषा फ्रॉम विच इट एंटर्स इन टू क्रिएशन एंड फ्रॉम देयर इट गोज डाउन फर्दर एंड फर्दर now when we begin to understand that all this is electricity is ultimately from one source so we say philosophically very nice but what are its practical implication practical implication is if my brain generates electricity electricity is such a powerful principle in creation can i augment this electricity within the brain just as i am doing it in the amplifier so the yoga indian yoga answers yes you can do it why draw more of this original energy open to it how so there is the way of the kundalini where you draw more and more and um, that is the practice of brahmacharya also where the energy which is flowing out as ritas changes into tejas heat this to be experience contain the sexual energy it changes into heat literally we use the word on heat and then it if you further contain it it changes into vidvat ojas that increases the power of the brain ojas vidvat and then finally virias it gives us the spiritual strength so they had mapped it out so beautifully so what happens when you augment the electricity of the brain of course your brain has to be strong otherwise it it may burst otherwise so much more it can contain so much of it's like augmenting a computer that's why people like shobindo's own life what a tremendous memory we have heard so about swami vekananda one example from the life of shobindo and this is in baroda when they were uh, some of the friend they were playing cards and shobindo was reading a book within half an hour he finished reading the book and kept it aside so one of the friend asked him what you have read it so he said yes acha let me test so he took the book he said open any page he opened a page at random and he said okay this is the page i have opened shurbindo told him entirely the entire page he had finished reading the book in half an hour or one hour so there are possibilities within the human beings which we have not tapped because that electricity is everywhere it is not only in atoms it is there within us it builds up the thought and there is a whole way of uh, looking at you know divine in terms of these primal elements as nad go to the origin of sound go to the origin of light go to the origin of everything you will reach the divine at least at his portals divine will always be beyond but you will reach his portals from where you can make a grand entry so this was a whole science and it was so powerful based on sound now we have reached that point in science where we say sound is a power so ultrasound is not only for diagnostic with the sound we can break the stones with laser we can break it's simply a question of concentrating a principle so there is so much to be discovered if we understand so indian yoga is not about this other worldliness and our baith ke dhyan kar liya ji very nice we read something nice it is a actual practice to augment all that we are why because we are miniature divinities 
So the entire divine, behind every finite, there is the infinite. So our mind can open to infinite knowledge. Our heart can open to infinite love. What will be the consequences? If the mind opens to infinite knowledge, then intuitively one can know things. One doesn't have to go through that whole process of data analysis. If the heart opens to infinite love, what will happen? You won't go to somebody and say, Please, thoda sa pyaar, matlab main to baut dukhi ho, dekho, meri zindagi, you will not shed tears. Why? Because you will give, you are not, you, you will never even, you, you will know the difference between what you are receiving and what uh, a distorted human channel can give you. You know the difference. That what you are getting, pure stuff. Rajbhog khane ke baad, wo bhi swarg ka bana hua, so that is the infinite love. Your life can open to infinite ocean of energy with which it can replenish itself. And one day the body itself can open to that infinite existence and know to renew itself without the necessity of dying, what we call as physical death. So these were practical implications of this knowledge. This knowledge was never meant to be only in the mind, theoretical. It was meant to be very practical and we see instances in not one, many instances. On one side we have Ashutama sending the Brahmas, but he can't bring it back. That means there was a way to bring it back. Arjun brings it back. He has released an intense energy. And you can activate anything and you can bring it back. Just imagine the power. And Vyas can stop it. Krishna can stop it just like that. So this was the power that the Indian civilization, the ancient Hindus had developed and which the invaders realized. So they wanted us to first develop a very... They couldn't match up to that. So the only way is to pull the person down. You are a fallen person. Yes, sab likha hai. Translation of Vedas by Max Muller. What is great about it? And we were no more practicing. We had developed Panditya. All, you know, do the Patha. <laughs> Panditya. And feel very happy. But they were meant to be lived. So we have term like knowledge. How the divine has built this world. Why it is important to know this. Consciousness force. The divine mother. Means... If you join with the Divine Mother, then nothing is impossible for you. She is the creator. It doesn't mean you will do fanciful things. <laughs> okay, then I will build this, build that. Some Asuras try to do even that. This is the story of one of the Asura Jalandar who built a whole Shiva's abode-like place in which he wanted to trap Parvati, Ma. Absolutely look-alike. So it's not that, if you do that, then you'll collapse. Because the moment you try doing, misusing that power, which is not anybody's, you can become its slave, an instrument and channel, but you can't own that power. So, but to one who opens to the Divine Mother, and because she is everywhere at every level, it's not just Divine Mother is doing some spiritual thing. Somebody asked Mother, Mother, what can we expect from you? She said everything. What do you expect from us? Nothing. Naturally, she is a builder. What will she have? What can you give it to her? All this idea of giving, offering is to open ourselves. So, um, everything. So, she has made it very clear. Everything from the most material to the highest spiritual, she has the key. Why? Because she is the one who has made it. (laughs) 
So this is the power of consciousness force. In knowledge, as well as in ignorance, she is operating. Because ignorance is only her own veiling of herself for the sake of the play. And why it is there, as we have seen yesterday, that and I'll use another example today. What is a seed? You can say a seed is a tree involved within the seed. It's it's correct, huh? Right. So it becomes a seed and it forgets the tree. But it is always there. The one who has planted the tree, and if tree could say, it will say, "Merai, merai ansha iske andar." But the seed forgets. Why it forgets will come in a moment. It enters into darkness. There it is lying, all forgetful of itself. But something is working within and outside. Within the seedness of the seed. is trying to do like a chick inside the egg and outside because it's oneness nature is doing everything that it can do to make it burst the outer shell is rotting the sunlight is coming drawing it giving it ushma water is coming soil winds everything and one day this little seed bursts it doesn't know what it is still mechanically it journeys journeys but it's not mechanical it is driven by the entire forces of nature it is drawn by the sun it doesn't know the sun like a baby in the womb doesn't know the mother yet it is nourished by the mother and then the baby comes out or the seed bursts forth then at least it is a glimpse okay that's it which was drawing me baby is born it say ah ma this happens no that child ma he has no words no instrument of expression he can't say that oh you were the one who were nourishing me inside all that philosophy doesn't know how does it express itself clings to the mother when he needs food cries to the mother connects with her her touch soothes the baby so this is how it grows then the baby grows a little more further and then is sent away but mother always remembers that's what i have told last time so this seed coming the tree entering the seed state entering into a seed forgetting itself completely when the seed drops is involution and when it comes out there is evolution so what happens in the process of evolution one tree becomes many trees it becomes a garden eko hum bahushyam so each of us carry within us a seed divine covered with ignorance and knowledge first journey is in ignorance when we don't know there is mother we are just living our own life with mother we think only of physical mother she is the symbol again you see she is the symbol that's why you will see in a physical mother almost most of the attributes of the divine mother why she is a symbol she will give her own life for the sake of saving the child's life she will sacrifice she will do seva she will care everything because that's how the divine mother फादर सिंबल सिंबल ऑफ पुरुषा हाँ बच्चे ठीक है ओके पापा पैसों की जरूरत है ओके 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 ले ले तू मदर पुरुषा नॉट दे ऑल्सो हैव देर इज वननेस ओके इफ मदर इज नॉट देयर फादर्स विल ब्रिंग आउट देयर मेटर्नल एस्पेक्ट द मदर इज ऑलवेज इन साइड देम बट वाई बिकॉज देर इज ए फिजिकल मदर देयर दे आर ही So please, I am not trying to say I am myself a father, but they are reassured. 
the mother is there she is taking care but if necessary they can bring out why because of that perfect even mother is doing everything because she knows he is there if there is a problem he is there so this is the relation between purusha and prakriti ishwara and shakti and these are the two stages of our evolution ignorance when we don't know knowledge when we there is a transition when we begin to glimpse oh that's the sun drawing us oh this is so nice i feel so good i am drawn towards it and when we develop into a tree when we know this is the sun which is nourishing me and will create another thousand seeds out of me so that is why the gita says so beautifully first stage of evolution is when we call the divine arth or artharthi we are not very sure you know but chalo सब जगह एप्लीकेशन वी आर गिविंग लेट्स ट्राई हियर आज मंगलवार है बालाजी का वार है जिसने टेर लगा दी उसका बीड़ा पार है तो यू नो वी आर कनेक्टिंग लाइक दैट अर्थार्थी देन देर इज आर्थ वी डोंट नो वीक डिस्ट्रेस गज ग्राह की युद्ध में एंड द डिवाइन रिस्पॉन्ड बिकॉज ही इज देयर एवरीवेयर इन एवरी थिंग फंडामेंटल ट्रूथ सो ही रिस्पॉन्ड्स इन वॉट फॉर्म यू कॉल हिम कॉल हिम एज विष्णु Shiva, Christ, Krishna doesn't matter. He all forms are his forms. But then comes the jigyaso, who is responding to my call, who is responding to my cry, and then comes the jnani, and they are all bhaktas. Jnani is also a bhakta of the Lord. Why? Because when he is here, even when he becomes soha masmi, he knows when I am here, I must be bhakta of the Lord. Anuman and Ram, Shiva and Ram, they are not two; they are one. Hari and Har. But when he takes an earthly body, Ram does to Shiva, Hey Sachidanand Brahm, and Shiva does to Ram, Hey Sachidanand Brahm. And Garud is confused, and Kagvushundi is confused, and everybody is confused. Sati is confused because she is representing Avidya Mai Maya. Hey, he is a man crying for his wife. You call him Sachidanand Brahm. He says, "I know it right, but you are covered with illusion and ignorance and delusion." So she tests. We know that story, and she goes back and discovers that I'm sorry, I made a mistake. So this is what the difference is. Ram has realized that he is none else, but in the role that he is playing, he doesn't tell his father, "I am Parabrahma Parmeshwar." Do you know that? he doesn't say even krishna except for arjun and once in the kuru sabha he never claims he knows he has to veil himself this is the work for which he has to do a certain work he would go and touch the feet of devaki mata he will not say rama will not say main to parmeshwar hu mata kaushalya actually i should not be touching your feet <laughs> so this is how we can enter into the play very consciously that's why this knowledge helps us he himself is neither holder nor held neither infinite nor finite neither one nor many neither formless nor formed because he is one and single so ultimately any time he can withdraw from the entire play and enter into his ekamevidityam actually that is self existent all the time it is existent so every finite element can withdraw into that state of ekamevadvitiyam one and single this option is there you want to be single be single but then be really single 
and then you are but then there is a problem because ek aaki na ramyate upnishad says <laughs> he wanted to become many because being alone is also a bit boring that delight becomes very boring so he enters into the place a human word but actually the upnishad used the word why creation says ek aaki na ramyate <laughs> you may find it very human alone there is no fun no joy in being alone so he makes many and many and we are all that that of him only so we'll come to that also all these are but names that which is called oneness and that which is called multiplicity so that's why we have vishnu sahasranam lalita sahasranam each is an aspect or attribute of vishnu or lalita the great goddess but basically she is beyond all these names she exists these are names and forms into which she enters some aspect or other of its herself that which is called infinite and that which is called finite all these names shine out indeed in the world whose very self is consciousness and which consists of consciousness alone existence is consciousness that's why it is being consciousness implies existence like the base on which she emerges and enters into this creation existence and consciousness are one that's what should be they saying ishwara and shakti purusha and prakriti however far they may go they are one and see how all these names shine with his name so we had a very nice thing in uh, india earlier we used to take the uh, take out the name name keeping from uh vishnu shahasranam lalita shahasranam now obviously now how many thousand is thousand after all na or hundred is hundred so now we want to keep names but there is still in india a sense that the name must have a meaning it must have a meaning an attribute or a quality which relates to the divine ultimately but in the west they never had it so it's very difficult to ask them sometimes wait travis ka kya matlab hota hai what does it mean even john he'll say somebody was john called john in okay but what does john mean because the name and the nameless through name the mystery of the nameless we know this it is implicit inbuilt within us so we always want to keep a name with a meaning it doesn't matter this is inbuilt in within us of course some people nowadays under the spell of all kinds of thought they want to keep all kinds of random names somewhere some they've heard in a movie but we like to keep a name with a meaning because all these names are either attributes qualities or aspects and they point out to the one ultimately so the principle was why not in everything we must express that reality of course i have i've read kaka hatrasi परिसेज नाम बड़े और दर्शन थोड़े काका कोई कोई रिश्ता बड़ा निकम्मा पार्वती देवी है शिव शंकर की अम्मा नाउ दैट इज ट्रू एंड पीपल हैव डन एब्सर्ड थिंग्स आल्सो विद द नेम एंड इफ यू गो डाउन साउथ इवन रावण दे एक्चुअली नेम्स रावण स्टैलिन किसका वो एक असुर था प्रॉपर रावण नाम सब नहीं रखते हैं मोस्ट ऑफ द पीपल आई टेल यू इन तमिलनाडु डोंट हैव द मिसकंसेप्शन दे आर रियली वेरी वेरी ब्यूटीफुल दे हैव केप्ट द हिंदू कल्चर लाइव 
It's just those handful of rowdies. That's all. They keep the name Ravan. So, even Ravan has a meaning. Who shouts loudly because he cried like that. So, he was called Ravan. <laughs> so, so, names have a meaning and we should be careful what we are naming. So, all names, anyways, of everything. In Sanskrit, you pick up anything. And you go into the depths of the meaning, you will discover it's an aspect or attribute of the divine. So, all names. But who is the self? Self is always the one. Who is one with consciousness force. That's why we can pick up any stone, worship it and discover the divine. That is the logic. Om. The triple Brahman. Why it's qualified? Om, Tat, Sat. We see this mantra is given in the Gita. Sri Krishna speaks of offering as Om Tat Sat. That is there. So Om, the triple Brahman, the outward looking, the inward or subtle and the super conscient casual Purusha. That is the uh, causal Purusha. It, it is the, yesterday we spoke about it, Jagrat, Swapna and Susupti. Or if you want to put it in another terminology which has been used in the Vedas, so Jagrat is Virat, and um, the the causal is Hiranyagarbha and the not the causal but the dream is Hiranyagarbha or Taijas that is also it is called and the um, Pragya is that state of Susupti so either which way these are the three states of Brahman so Om Tatsat that's the advice Gita gives triple Brahman Sat is that with which we connect as the manifest Tat is that which is Beyond being and non-being, that we cannot connect. And Om is con- all containing all the three. So why does Gita advise us to uh, make offering with this uh, remembrance of Om Tatsat? So Om Tatsat, it is not referring to any offering. It describes what are the different kinds of offering, different dan, different yajyas. But I am not going into that detail. But essentially, practical implication. If I give anything to anyone and I do it with the idea I, Alok Pandey, gave this gift to Mr. So-and-so. Twenty years also later I will remember. See, that person did not even acknowledge. Forget about giving back something. And same way, if somebody gives a gift to Alok Pandey, Alok Pandey feels obliged to do a favor. That's how the mafia gang started. Read Godfather. Our own Godfather was Duryodhana. First he gave Angadesh to Karna and Karna said, I am all my life obliged to you. That was the mistake. He should have said, whatever you may give, I am receiving it. But to me, Dharma is important. Then there would have been a different story altogether. He was obliged to Duryodhana rather than to Dharma. Dharma brought him this because he was worthy. It made Duryodhana an instrument and he could have turned that Angadesh into a beautiful place but a place of Dharma but he made the mistake ignorance Duryodhana honored me so next time when we give to somebody we should give to the divine within the person and not with the egoism of the giver I have given 
then you will also be very easy clean slate forgotten kya diya tha kya mila tha wo bhi bhul jaoge so nice you don't have to carry the burden oh this person has given me i have to give back receive as things coming from the divine not to your outer personality which is an instrument or a symbol but to the divine within when somebody appreciates you know that it is something of the divine which is somehow is shining through the form somewhere which someone has picked up meri prashansa nahi ho rahi hai ye uski hai jo sare sansar mein chamak raha hai sab ke andar hai so when we live with that attitude we don't have to tell the person see i know but it's not me it, all this is not required that you know i am atman you are atman no we are totality but we must know that ultimate this is the reality so he says give all things as om tat sat it is ultimately going to the divine <clears throat> om the triple brahman tat the absolute sat the supreme and universal existence in its principle and that which is existence the same is consciousness how does existence become aware of itself by consciousness it is implicit inside existence and consciousness how does it exist because of existence it exists it exists so that's how the ishwara and shakti the world constituted of consciousness shines in the spirit which is consciousness it is the real light of the real divine so that's how he is leading us step by step toward that jagat satyam namithya as the reflection of the sun is one in calm water so as i said you can't just say electricity is there it's not in the brain it's everywhere it's a principle which is found light is a principle which is everywhere if i don't know how to release it or see it it's my problem my bandwidth my limitation light exists even in darkness and if we had an infrared vision we will be able to see things that's how the military people use that infrared goggles uri must have seen the story night uh, this thing you use this now it is a standard thing there is a way you can penetrate darkness there is no original darkness it's only light concealed how beautiful it is so when it is said asadoma sadgamya tamasoma jyotirgamya it can mean two things one is from darkness to light other is tamasoma jyotirgamya the light that is hidden in the darkness bring it out light hidden in the caves of the panis the vedas have a story asuras have hidden it in the subconscious and sarma the goddess of intuition indra sends her please tell them to give it back she comes and tells them that indra will be happy he will make sure you have a safe passage no no we will give you lot of gifts why don't you come and stay with us so sarma goes back and then we know that thunderbolt and ultimately so there is light hidden in the caves of darkness even in subconscious even in the inconscient there is light there cannot be anything without that there is no no nothing let me put it like that where there is no consciousness if there is no consciousness there would be just we can't even use the word nothing so what about yagnavalk when he says there is no consciousness it's because you cannot define it with any mental terms when it is said neti 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 
it means i cannot define that's why one of the poet writes about krishna's birth no brahma anadi anant agochar neti neti jako shruti gave ved kehte hain neti neti brahma anadi beginningless anant infinite agochar you cannot see it so brijraj aaj janani ki now he has assumed a human form what is this leela anguli pakar chalna sikhwave ye kya main dekh raha hu jaake what is that somebody would remember the bhajan jaake pag dolat nab dharni kal 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 karal jasu bhay khave jiske bhay se kal time runs let me be on time and he assumes the form of a baby holds mother yashoda and says teach me how to walk that same mystery when assumes a name and form that's why these uh, nirguni and all this nirakar people they cannot understand avatar but in fact this whole universe in a certain sense is nothing else but the infinite assuming name and form but when there is a conscious assumption it is avatar so that's how there is nothing without consciousness as an existence it means however dark the appearance light is there however hopeless the state may be divine mother is there consciousness is there the divine himself is there as the reflection of the sun is one in calm water but multiple in restless water real is the sun real the reflection the real light of the real sun it is not a dream but the light of a reality For example no when we see the light of the sun falling upon water which is restless so that's how we experience the divine in this world we scattered restless running here and there yet it is that power which is driving it and if it is that power which is driving it which has built name and form you cannot say it is dream and unreality yet it is out of his stuff that it is all built how can i realize him simply by quietening my mind calm waters i don't perceive him because my buddhi is bahushakha naam my will has become branched into many desires so i am restless so i cannot see that one light and if i become quiet a basic practice in all spiritual practices to become quiet then we will begin to perceive something of that light in this world also why because in this world also it is the same light it is not some other light or as the light of the sun shines filling the solar world with its force as if running real is that light the real luster of the real sun that is not false shining but a real luster of a reality so solar world is the swarlok not swargalok swarlok of the vedic rishis where they were striving to rise swarlok is formed by the rays of the supramental sun So now he is giving an example. So there were people. Buddha himself said, "You have to go even beyond the gods, even beyond." So ultimately, he rejected all forms, and at least the Hinayana Buddhism does that. So even the gods and goddesses are illusion. 
But where do they get their light and strength from? They do get their light and strength from this one source. So instead of negating, we can have the integral figure of divinity. She is Durga, she is Kali, she is Parvati, she is Uma, she is Gauri. And she is all else that we do not know. Rather than saying she is neither Gauri nor Kali, but some nameless consciousness force. So this is the difference. He is saying that solar luster, you will see things are moving. So whatever is moving is Prakriti. That was the logic used. It is moving, Jagat Yam Jagat. And therefore it is not the real truth. Real truth is stable. Yes, but it is from that stable basis that it is coming into this world. Meaning thereby, Shiva and Kali are one. Kali is dancing on the breast of Shiva. He has given, existence has given itself for the dance of Kali. If he didn't give the base, it will tumble down and collapse. And Kali is Shiva, his force which has come out. And is dancing into the world. And this unity, in several places uh, we see that. There is a whole Mahabhagavat uh, Puran which speaks about uh, Krishna is Kali. There is a whole story about it. I will not go into that story. Where Shiva hears some secrets from Kali. Okay, anyways, I have touched in short. So, there is a last secret. Which he says you won't understand. I said, why? He says you have to become a woman to understand it. No way you can understand it. Okay, I'll become a woman, but then you come as a man. It's okay. So Shiva becomes Radha. And Kali becomes Krishna. See Kurushetra? Do we see not Kali? <laughs> All the when she says she literally, he literally declares Kalos me. Who are you? Say, I have come to destroy all these people. And <laughs> what a destruction. So we are not afraid of uh, destruction or death. We, we know it's a step towards new creation. Of course, we should not destroy meaninglessly like the asuras. That is what is the force of destruction diverted to egoistic purposes. That is where the things go wrong. So he gives us different, different uh, examples. Or as the flaming disk of the sun is not the sun itself, but this material form only manifests the sunness of the sun. Flaming disk is referring to the physical sun. So it is a symbol of the divine. So it is, it is manifests the sunness of the sun to our knowledge which is dependent on the material being. Because we cannot see or set, behold or set our gaze on that which is beyond every limits. So he manifests himself through several symbols. Through the twelve Adityas, through the Kundal of Aditi, through the sun as a symbol, through moon as a symbol of Soma. So that's the entire way Vedic Rishis express the knowledge. The sun is beyond that form. It is true, he is not negating it, that it will always be something which is beyond. Yet, real is the sun, real the form in the shape of the disk. It is the real light of the real sun, not illusory, but the real light of a reality. So again, there is the unity. All this, it is true, you can say that this sun is not God. True. We all know it. But you can equally say that God has manifesting himself through the sun and therefore it is a bridge. 
It is by His light that it shines. So something of His light is there in that disk which we see every day. So we can look at it both ways. That's why Shubhinda says, in traditional Vedanta we read too much about neti neti, not this, not this. We should have also read it along and in conjunction with the other truth. Iti, iti. This too, this too, this too, this too. Similarly, now after giving this example, similarly, here the world Brahman is the true light of the divine, not a dream. Don't call it a dream. It may be a bad dream, it may be a good dream. This dream is trying to say something. Nowadays we say, no, dream. Achha, what was the dream? So, a good psychologist will not say, hey, it's all a dream. He will interpret the dream. The dream is reflecting something inside you. Maybe you have overeaten. Maybe you had chicken mutton last night. And so you are restless in the dream. Maybe you have certain violent thoughts which are coming up like, or fears, which are coming up like snakes. You just can't say it's a dream unreal. It is, poor fellow, dream is trying to show you something which you don't want to see. You have anger and you see, you have taken a dagger and going to stab somebody. Oh, it's a dream. I'll never put it into reality. Today you won't. But maybe you will pierce a words dagger through the heart of somebody because the worst dagger is not this, but this tongue. So, you see. So dream is, we, we do this maya, this hai. Jaag jao. Okay, I want to understand what this dream is about. Dream has its own language. So this world is a dream, but what is it? It is that which shines even in the dream. Sends images, builds up. So there is a whole system. Not a dream, nor illusory, nor a false shining. That's why we could not read the meaning of God in the world. It is the real light of the reality, not the divine in himself, but still he himself only. So, same thing. What is the dream? It is representing something within us. My anger, my fear is taking the form of snake. It may not take that form. Still that anger or fear will be there. Or I may see in the dream sometime, let's talk of beautiful things. Divine Mother, Shurabindo. Or we may see the symbol. We may suddenly see we are roaming in the ashram on a bicycle. So many things. That means we have been drawn into the atmosphere of the divine. One may say, but I have never been to the ashram. Ye ashram thodi ye to dream hai. So we must understand that even here, ultimately it is that reality which is working. What for it is working? He will come a little later. He will reveal the whole secret he has given here. This is the supreme maya. This is the greatness of the yoga of the mysterious Lord of Yoga, Sri Krishna. So suddenly we see Shravinda is giving a name. You know, in the Vedas, you have Shiva, you have Vishnu. Chandogya Upanishad speaks about Krishna, but not as the Lord of Yoga. But it speaks of Dhritarashtra, of Krishna, who had realized he was one of those who were Brahmagyanis. But Yogi Yogeshwar Sri Krishna. So there should be one Upanishad dedicated to Sri Krishna, Yogi Yogeshwar. Of course, we can say the age of Upanishads may have antedated the advent of Sri Krishna. So this is, Sri Krishna says that this is my Maya, you can't go beyond it. 
I can only take you beyond it. But if you want to slay the Maya, you can't. But you can slay Moha. This is his blissful Leela with his consciousness force. This is the inconceivable working of the Supreme. He is dancing. And there are two kinds of dance. One is the dance of Vrindavan with gopis and gopis and with Radha as his mate. Yes, if we are have the heart open like a bhakta, giving ourselves to Krishna, we'll join in that dance. If we don't want to, still he will make us dance. Sabahi Nachavat Ram Gusai. How what times it'll be? It'll be the dance of Krishna and Kali. Kurushetra. Of course, we may dance there as his conscious instrument. That's okay. <laughs> He will make us dance. He will make Duryodhan dance, Karn dance, Bhishma dance, Drona dance, Bhim dance, Yudhishthir dance, Arjun dance, everybody for the great purpose. For the Leela. What that purpose is, he will reveal. He made everybody dance. Even Shakuni who thought he is a mastermind was actually dancing to the tune of Krishna. He was doing everything so that ultimately the entire Kuru clan is brought to the brink of destruction. People nowadays attribute ki, oh, he deliberately, no sir, he didn't deliberately want to do it. He was dancing to the tune of Krishna. He didn't realize that he is mastering, but actually his master is using his mind. And he does a gory act happens in that Kuru Shabha. There is a whole dream dialogue with Shurabinda. He says, that is the day when Draupadi was disrobed, that the um, destruction of Kuru clan was decided. So you see, he was dancing to the tune. He made Pandavas become ready for the ultimately when they have the kingdom, they should be Dharmanist. So all that you could go wrong in Yudhishthira's mind, all that could go wrong in Arjun's consciousness, all that Sri Krishna works upon. And when they are ready, then it takes 18 days to finish the whole war. So it is his Leela. All this is phenomenally true but false in reality. If you think that Arjun exists independently, Duryodhana exists independently, that is not true. All exist by his breath, all live by his force, all act because he exists. This is for the satisfaction of the mind, for the comprehensive knowledge it must be said that there is nothing unreal in the real Brahman. So he's saying the comprehensive knowledge, the integral wisdom, that for that we must understand that all this is the divine. So there are two ways we can look at it. One is the mental way. We say, yes, okay, but this is not in reality. But he says, it is the same reality which is expressing itself everywhere. Whatever thus manifest is the world bliss only. So the question comes now, that last bit Shurabindo is revealing to us. We'll read it. We'll finish it. Om, the triple Brahman. Once again, Om Tat Sat. Om Tat Sat. And that which is existence, the same is consciousness. And that which is consciousness, the same is bliss. If you worship the Divine Mother, automatically the Ishwara is there. If you worship the Ishwara, the Divine Mother is there. But Shirobindo slightly, of course, he said, when someone asked that, if we turn to you, uh, we will receive from you, and if uh, everything from you, if we turn to the mother, we will receive everything from her, because both of you are one. 
He said the one part is correct, but the mother proposition is more true. If you turn to the mother, you will get everything. Why? Because the mother is Shurabindo's force. If you turn to Shurabindo, you are taking a little longer route. I mean, of course, they are one. And at one place, the mother has written, When in your heart and mind you make no difference between Shurabindo's consciousness and mine, that means you are now ready for the supramental creation. That is the sign. No difference. This difference has been created by the human mind for a long, long time. Generally, we have subordinated Shakti. Even in Tantra. And Shakti's job is to release you to Shiva. But the two are always one. So he is reminding this what we must always remember. The same is bliss. As for that which appears as devoid of bliss. Now he is taking that question. Everywhere existence, consciousness, bliss. But bliss is something we know. Consciousness we can understand that behind. But what is this that we experience? As for that which appears as devoid of bliss, as suffering and weakness and ignorance, it is the deformation of that bliss, the play of bliss. What is the deformation of bliss? We'll see it. We'll see it in, you know, there are children who play, like you are playing chess or any game. And there are youngsters, supposing you are playing with an opponent, your age, but he is after some time no more enjoying the play. Why? Because he is losing. You know what was his trick? Bandus. You just throw it off. Why did you do it? He is enjoying. Now he is having the laugh. Now his bliss is emerging. He has not lost. He has not won either. So there is this element in creation which plays the spoil sport. There is even a perversion which is a deformation of bliss. Why? Because as creation comes down and down and down into darkness, if in darkness you suddenly talk about Sachidananda, he will say, Sir, I am not ready. So we have the story in the Rig Veda when all the uh, creation lapses into inconscient, the Divine Mother, Brahmajaya, the bride of Brahman, she has entered into darkness. So Brahman feels nistej. He calls the gods, he says, Please, do something. So Varuna sees he is below in the depths of the inconscient. Agni and Soma go. So Soma says, I will accompany throughout the journey. Who is Soma? Ananda. So if at every level, Ananda expresses itself in some way or the other. And it is so evident, self-evident. Even, you know, that's why you make a rule. Why you are making a rule? So that when you live by certain rules, you discipline yourself, you will have a greater joy. But then people get joy in breaking the rule. So you make a rule, people get joy in breaking the rule. At one level, when people are, you know, there are people who take drugs, people who even take snake bite as a way to. Why? Because without joy, you can't live. Every creature seeks for joy. It plucks it from, Shabindo writes in Savitri, bliss is the secret stuff of things. Its roots are everywhere. It plucks its fruit from forbidden soil. What is forbidden soil? Pleasure. Why? It will hurt you. Sri Ramakrishna gave that example that uh, camel, 
he takes that jar in his mouth which is thorny it knows it is going to hurt but it is so attracted because if you are not ready for something greater something should be there to sustain you there are steps of the journey you can't tell straight away a person who doesn't even have the basic joy you'll start with that it starts with annam brahmeti the first primal joy expression of love food child gets satisfaction ah hunger and thirst is appeased for how long it's a different matter and in our indian homes we know it well so as soon as somebody comes nowadays we don't say coca cola loge ji thank god aap kya khaoge it's something like you know you want to offer something <laughs> because food is the when you devour something eat something you become one with that thing and something of the consciousness of the giver this union is an act of love just imagine so at that level this is the joy but at this level the law operates eater eating himself is eaten this love is coming with an attachment today you have you feel happy tomorrow you will also be bound <laughs> but when you love truly then you love you give you radiate why because you are receiving it from the infinite so it has many practical implications i am not entering into all the examples of real life which i encounter every day <laughs> so so this is bliss is everywhere and that's why they say see sexual act is the most at a human level you can say the degraded form of bliss it's not bliss certainly not but those who do not know bliss it sustains them but if you want to arrive at bliss brahmacharya strange why because when you conserve this little joys in which pleasures into which your uh, energy is thrown away then this energy gets preserved rises rises then you encounter the felicity and the bliss so this is the logic so in freudian psychology they would say bliss is nothing but it is an aggrandized sexual thing where you are joining with the divine which you have imagined some someone once told me i said sir excuse me this is the other way round you are reading freudian psychology which throws the mud at the sun and says the sun is muddy i said the real psychology is ashwatthri have you heard about it said no no i what is ashwatthri i said from top down view so from that view sexual act is degraded ananda not the other way round it's okay it's not moral judgment it's perfectly fine it's not about right or wrong there is no moral judgment on it it's choosing the higher or the lower so that's how isha upanishad says teen tyaktina bhunjita by renouncing enjoy see this the whole way the yoga works but this renunciation is inner tyaga it's not sanyas because sanyasi will keep on his mind roaming with the senses so that's why shri krishna scolds arjun don't do mithyachar what is mithyachar i want to be a non violent person i am becoming vegetarian from today he says you will go there but your mind will be full of the war and as you will listen to all the things you will feel enraged but you think that you have taken uh, don't become like gandhi ji's uh, ahimsa satyagraha where you are you know i am not raising the lathi but i am getting angry diverting it over somebody else that's not the way so that's how they were so brave bold courageous that's the race which has become so virile in the true sense virya 
see the terms virile and virya what is virya veer comes from that it is the highest spiritual energy that if you hold within yourself then you are a veer veer is not afraid of death veer is not anybody who is fighting veer is abhimanyu he stares at death and scares death all the warriors are scared so the, all of them come together so that's why it's called virya that is the true so its whole uh, gradation that instead which is jiva individual soul is the all blissful divine in disguise all of us contain that para prakriti jiva bhuta mamay vansh descended to enjoy the self luminous world brahman we were there happy with the divine in oneness we said thoda maza nahi aa raha hai thoda adventure hona chahiye so divine said okay i am also longing for adventure what kind of adventure you want now the jiva is immortal what will be real adventure he say i want to experience death say but you can't die but momentarily you can feel as if you are dying <laughs> i can do that extreme sport the original bungee jumping so we all did bungee jumping and with the divine with us that's the good part you know okay i'll also come with you let's play let's play bound bound let's play week week let's play de- death death let's ma- climb mount everest from the base then you will have isn't it there is a challenge when we take in life adventure supreme adventure that's why we came why do we become so sorrowful oh world is so uh, suffering world is so i don't know why this pessimistic philosophy we should take it as a challenge what else should the world be a gymnasium it should not be a play toy for the weakling so jiva said i want to descend into the play so you see how beautiful it is when we look at it like that to enjoy the self luminous world brahman from the transcendent it has entered into the cosmos this which is the experience of suffering is an experience made of bliss the all blissful enjoys its bliss only it took the challenge of suffering okay and see there are people who go through this and they come out stronger more capable of bliss and even there what sustains them through this suffering is that deep within the bliss of the jiva which makes them the soul which makes them go through not that one should ask suffering but we must understand why it is there who indeed now he says something very interesting who indeed could dare enjoy that which is devoid of bliss he only could dare it who is all blissful i think we'll have to come to the next session because in the evening because otherwise it's little long and i don't want to leave it halfway through but i'll read this line and then we'll stop because i don't want to rush through it's so beautiful who indeed could dare enjoy that which is devoid of bliss he only could dare it who is all blissful who can afford to become weak he who is strong when you play with your child when a father teaches child wrestling i learnt it from my dad so roz vyayam karte the said kushti sikhega ha sikhega what does a father do he will never do all his strength no you make you patak dena he knows you will break so he'll play as if he is weak 
I same way I taught cricket to my son. I has become a cricket uh, um, social media expert. But how? I will not give a fast ball and make uh, see how I can bowl and how I can bat. You do it gently. But you know that as you grow up, I'll also increase whatever I am doing. So he has become all weak. But always the all blissful, the all consciousness, all force is always there. We'll close with a little story. The story is when once Vishnu, because there are six of his devotees or four devotees who are from the subconscious, Patal Lok, and they really love him, they have bhakti. And gods are bound by bhakti. So one day Vishnu decides, I am going. Lakshmiji says, please, I know you keep doing it, but understand, no, you, he says, no, 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 now my bhakta is there, I cannot help it. So poor Lakshmiji has no choice, you know, she feels sorrowful and he goes and now he is enjoying. All of them are taking care of him and such a care. So Lakshmiji asks, you do something. He has gone away, he is not ready to come back. He has forgotten about me. He doesn't even send a message. So, <laughs> so Shiva says, okay, I know the way. He won't listen like this. So he says, okay. Shiva comes says, what is that avatar I am forgetting? Rishabh avatar. He comes and challenges him. So now Vishnu is enjoying all that. He says, what, what is this fellow? He says, go away from here. He says, no, I will disturb all of them I am going to take away. So he comes, starts fighting. So they start fighting. As Shiva increases his, his capacity, Vishnu also increases his capacity. Why? Because he is Vishnu. Now when he faces the challenge, there comes a time finally that Shiva is about to use his Trishul and Vishnu brings out his uh, chakra and he says, you don't know who I am. He says, that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I, Lakshmiji told you, everybody told you, you are not listening only. <laughs> I came to tell you, sir, please, your abode, the world needs you. Then he says, yeah, then he, then Shivji explains to them, don't create this imbalance in the world. He is meant for all. Don't tie him down to your look. So that's how the challenges come. Who is the challenger? The divine. He assumes the mask of terror and darkness and death. So that one day we can smile at him and say, Bhagwan, you are blissful. Don't wear this terrifying mask. I am not afraid, you know, because I know your secret. And then you will have the delight. What is the delight? Of meeting him in even behind that mask. You know, when two people are together, there is joy. Then one goes away. One day, suddenly, the person comes. What has happened to that joy? Suddenly, there is a spurt of joy, which you are not experiencing when they were together. That's why all ladies know it. At least earlier this was the way. My ke chale jao thode din. So you know when you come back, there is a joy. Now imagine when you don't even know that the person is coming back and suddenly you meet on the roads of time strangely, strange encounters and you feel a deep affinity. Isn't that a tremendous joy? Would it be possible if the divine does not conceal himself? 
So this world is for bliss, ananda, artha. Only some pessimists have made it as a vanity, a dream of worst kind. Because that's what we unfortunately, that's why yoga is meant for those with that Shatra Tej and Brahma Tej both. It's not enough just to be a knower, but also we read yesterday the story where King Pravahana says this highest knowledge is not for the Brahmin alone. You must have the Kshatriya element in you, the warrior spirit. Then one enjoys the world play. Namaste. I, I can read it will be 2 o'clock because I don't want to stop. Yeah, I get. Hmm. So, so he has given passages like that, but he, he didn't give the number. Just imagine the Lord is writing and it's pouring and pouring. So, but itna kafi hai he kept, he didn't even, you know, this book, he never published. It was found. Shurabindu went way beyond. Ah, it was found. He is like Sanskrit me ligdiya enjoy. <laughs> this is a all his entire integral yoga is there in its essence. He gives us almost till the last secret, except he doesn't use the word transformation. So Many such writings of Shurabindo, who knows what he wrote, he didn't write many things. What he didn't write, this manifest, unmanifest, when uh, this uh, beautiful thing with which maybe we can stop. Niroda asked him, Sir, you have written so much. You must be having uh, more knowledge. He said, What I have written is only 10%. Sir, then why don't you write the resistance? First you get ready for this. <laughs> That's why that example of Sri Krishna, that one who is in the ocean, the Vedas is of that much value as it can quench your thirst in a jar of water. So he is infinity, embodied infinity, conscious infinity and he has come to remind us that we too are infinity. We are not aware of it and he has given us a yoga through which we too can regain that infinity and live this world consciously and knowing it as his leela, do what he impels us to do and return back, back to her heart and come back into her garden and workplace. Namaste.